Woody Guthrie Center and Bob Dylan Center present Fire in Little Africa, a multimedia hip-hop project inspired by the resilience of Black Wall Street in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And now, coming at you live from Greenwood, here are your hosts, Ali Shaw and Doc Free. All right, guys, I'm with y'all. Hey, hey, are you going to be able to sit still for like an hour? Um, I'm, I will be with you for an hour. I don't know that I will be still. Because I'm constantly doing things, but I'm with you for an hour. I'm tapped in. We 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 know that you are constantly doing things because uh, <laughs> anybody that's releasing a single for what 52 weeks, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I gotta stay on it. I gotta yes. stay busy. Yes, you do. All right. Well, let's get into it because I mean, you know, everybody knows who we talking to now. But <laughs> well, there are that introduction, though. Yeah, you gotta get in that introduction and I gotta make sure. Hold on one second. Let me uh let me adjust my camera real quick. I should know everybody see that I'm I know our audience cannot see, but I need our audience to know. Come that on I'm now. My personalized I rap better than you <laughs> t-shirt. Y'all better yeah. check out that intro on splash. Come on now. <laughs> Yo, um, okay, so Doc, I'm gonna start with Go ahead. I Go did start. not really know Thomas who and what he was about until the recording session and um like I knew of him and you know whatever but it was like okay and then I remember we were in the kitchen at the mansion and I walked in and he was recording and he has on this shirt that says I rap better than you and I'm like anybody that wears a shirt like that uh probably does because you gotta like you gotta be able to back that up you know what I mean and then like Diddy moment, as this man said. It was like, and he's exchanging bars with like Burns and Bam. Well, actually, him and Bambi had not exchanged bars yet. And I remember I like to pride myself on the fact that I introduced him to Bambi. And I was like, y'all should talk. And da, da, da. And then she started rapping. He goes, Oh, you got bars, bars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. <laughs> so anyway, Doc, please give him the really the doc version of his introduction well for our listeners out there the voice that you've been just so easily caressed by in your lobes was ali shaw we we went ahead and forgot to introduce ourselves i'm sure buddy did it i'm so caught up in interviewing thomas who my bad i forgot (laughs) so i had only heard a couple of tracks before the recordings in same place around the same time i think i got there shortly after i got started red wing cafe in the in the skyline mansion in the kitchen in that very weird ominous room with malachi on the boards and i i this is a presence you don't see a person you just feel a presence the baritone bass in the voice the way the chest come out breath control punch lines like punching through your back like a shoddy and I was like yeah <laughs> this guy in real life no that's that's like like baby's like oh bar bars like no that's MCing MCing but <laughs> yo I got a little special anecdote that we'll get into before that that really let me know that this man was always going to announce himself but we'll get to that later but we're talking to one of the 405 greats uh, going to go down as a legend got it got to just based off of the production and the product you know what i'm saying that's the two powerful p's right there ladies and gentlemen thomas who look 
like a nigga stepping through the venue, hella drippy still. These words will manifest a million or gon' get me killed. Niggas talking smoke until it's lit, you know that sense he feel. Better that you know that I will answer any if he wills. Yes, I will do it how I please, bro. I will empty clips until they dig inside your ego. If my niggas clowning in the building, it's a freak show. On God, and I go wherever he go. I just got game from a legend, nigga. I'm over shoulders, that's my lingo for a head of niggas. All the blood, sweat, and tears paint a better picture. Making sure that diesel sour so I'm never bitter. It's time, nigga. Cream, get the money. Dollar, dollar bill, plant a seed in the junkie. Balance how I feel, put the tree in the Dutch. Bag in the bag and the deuce in the slush. Huh. Cream, get the money. Dollar, dollar bill, plant a seed in the junkie. Balance how I feel, put the tree in the Dutch. Bag in the bag and the deuce in the Man, slush. Thank you guys so much. Thank you guys so much for that introduction. It is an honor for me to be here, and I do not say that just because I'm in front of you. Like, I mean that sincerely and humbly. Thank you all for having me. We're blessed to have you here, brother. Have you ever had anybody say, Thomas, who, kid? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm so tempted to do it, but I'm like, no, 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 no. You're not who, kid. You're Thomas, <laughs> who, question mark. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I remember the first time I met you too, you were like, I put the question mark on the end. I was like, oh. After, absolutely. That's a part of it. It's a, yeah. it's a part of it. It's a question. Yeah. Put some respect on my man's name. <laughs> yeah. And uh, let me also say, Thomas, who is not only a rapper, MC, I was like to say, I'm going to change that from rapper to MC, entrepreneur from OKC, but he's also a member of the space program. Mm-hmm. And we alluded to the fact that he is doing this Who's Day campaign where he's releasing a new song every Tuesday. My new favorite track right now. Uh, okay. what, which one is? Mine's green. Mine's Dirty Ratchet. Like I okay. I just keep like, <laughs> uh, like I'm trying really hard to choose because I like Green Bay too, but I was like, man, Dirty Ratchet is a shit. Like, Anyway, so now I'm like, we get 52 of these? Like, this is crazy. This is yes, crazy. yes, yeah. for sure. It's he's spoiling us. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, it, just from the off, based off the first two drops alone, like I can tell, like, there's, like, that's when I, the legend part comes into play. Number one, who's doing this? Yeah. Who's done it before? How well could they do it? And now the bar is set. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. All right. so, Thomas, were you like, when are you recording these things? Like, how are you doing this? Like, <laughs> so you guys, you guys are actually on the way with me. That's why I say I'm like constantly going. Like, um, I took this interview um, after I already had my session booked. And so, you know, this, this definitely takes precedence today. Um, but every Thursday, I lock in and create what I'm calling who sessions. And these things are really turning into like just these amazing, um, artistic free flows mm-hmm. and uh what what prompted me to do this is I, I write quick as is but mm-hmm. it was just something in my spirit like create on the spot create on the spot create on the spot so um I started coming in the producer that I'm working with his name is Sundeep he's amazing um his output and his work ethic is just like mine um he can produce like I can write rap songs <laughs> and so mm. uh he comes in there's different flavors. Um, I, I, I've been walking around saying this lately. All of my friends are awesome, and so you know, if I want to work with or collaborate, I have the I have the uh, 
privilege of, of having these individuals in my phone. Um, it is a it is a skill recognizing skill kind of situation. Right. I try to create this like collaborative uh, free flow of like artistic expression. And I'm, I'm already 40 deep and I keep going because if I can get to 104, I'll go to 104. You know what I mean? Hey, so, so you only have 12 songs left for the year, really. Wow. Yeah, yeah. it's what we're recording this on January the 28th. Like, come on, <laughs> dang, yeah. are you serious? Okay, let me just say this to y'all. Like, I got to see this in action. So when when he says that he, re, you know, writes in the moment, whatever, um, the day that I got my shirt from you, thank you very much. You're again, welcome. Um, went to the studio, uh, Jack Spade's studio which was really dope for me as a producer too. Cause I was like, oh my God, I get to see Jack Spade in action. Holy crap, you know? And so I'm nerding out even on that, but then like seeing the process and I'm trying to think like who all was there. It was you, View, Dr. View, um, BD Man was there. BD, BD came, uh, Amari Ford stopped in for a bit. Uh, some of the, the guys- Who's the violinist? Is that? Yeah, that's Amari. Amari, yeah. So, yeah, so he stopped in. Um, some of my football guys that I played ball with in Tulsa came. And so I uh, met your had, wife, which my she, wife was there. My children she, were there, man. She reminds me of my best friend so much. Like the way she, her face, I kept looking at her. Like I miss my double friend take. Shannon. I did dog. Like she looks so much like my friend Shannon. She's so sweet too. I just love yeah, her. I, I actually, I did way better than I ever thought I would. So like, I'm just, I'm counting it all joy. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. I, I look at her still, like, how did I pull that off? So yeah, she came um, and supported. Um, my children are getting older and they're kind of seeing that dad is like really pressing into this thing and really trying to like make a run. And so I'm liking to incorporate them. Um, mm. View is real big on that, that same, just like uh, synergistic kind of creative process. He likes he likes that energy in the room and there's really something about that. Um, I think that's what makes him unique as a producer is like, it's not just, uh, it's not just the unmatched drum patterns that he chooses. It's not just uh, his, his surgical precision with, um, with, with samples. Um, it's also like, he knows how to produce a vibe, a feeling. And uh, that's why you get, you know, invisible mans. That's why, that's where you get curriculum of the minds. That's where we're going to get Fila. Um, that's where you get, you know, uh, Timeless, which is the album that he and I are working on. And where you get Perennial, which is the EP that we're working on. And those things are already done. Mm -hmm. And so um, it's, it's, it's this, this year to me is about um, those little doctor view, like, anecdotes that I've gotten and, and, and his sauce that he's kind of shown us over the past few years. Like, I'm just trying to spread that kind of a thing, trying to spread that kind of energy. And uh, that what he what he has, what he created starting here in the city that he took to Tulsa to create that great work. Uh, we're just continuing that. And so um, that that's been my primary focus on like this year, for sure. You know, and you you touched on Invisible Man, but I want to point out there are three tracks I believe that you are featured on. We got Swish with First Verse. He's amazing. Open, yo. Uh, Swish yes, is Swish is a dope ass track. Um, open Eyes, my favorite line is even my edibles audible. <laughs> That's a that is a soundbite. That is After a soundbite. <laughs> 
Oh my God. Like, and, and when I, I just remember the first time I heard it, like, are you serious right now? <laughs> What'd you say, Doc? Oh, I was agreeing, but also anticipating you mentioning my favorite track. No, go on to do it because you know it's been playing on the radio. Well, it played on the radio for a minute. Oh, well, it's a very nice track featuring Southwest Dez and that man. You all know him as Waylo, but we call him St. Dominic in the town. <laughs> flight, flight, flight. That 98 Rockets, come on, yes. man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. It's it's a it's amazing um to be in the same space with them. Like I'm a I'm an elder statesman, I guess, when it comes to like hip hop. Mm-hmm. And I take pride in like being able to keep up. You know what I mean? And, and when you talk about a Southwest Dez whose energy is unparalleled. When you talk about, you know, a St. Dominic whose style is so refreshingly unique. Uh, he had he has this ability um, to kind of float float in this air of almost uh, uh, not caring. You know what I mean? But he's like he's <laughs> killing shit. You know what I'm saying? Like so yeah. that is that it's a, it's an amazing um, opportunity to stand you know alongside those guys. So. I'm glad that that track resonates because as the old nigga that just raps better than everybody, like I wanted to make sure that I represented. Yo, well, <laughs> you know hey, give, give us that title. I need, hey, let me hear that title that you called it one one more time. I think folks need to hear that hear that again. What you call these, these us old heads out here still rapping? What I, what I say, elder statesman. I'm sorry, bro. Like elder statesman. Yeah, elder statesman. Yeah, yeah. Elder statesman. I like I like that term a lot because like. <laughs> Like one of my favorite producers, like one of my favorite, like I, I look at Tweetsy and nothing, you never remember a lot of that shit. And then like I seen Sango, he's like, I'm just trying to transition into the perfect old head. What are you saying? He wants to transition to the perfect elder states. Yeah, Man, that's right. That's what's up. That that's right. is what is up. Yes. Yeah, you don't want to be like old and washed and irrelevant. And I think that's the beautiful thing about words. I think that's the beautiful thing about our genre growing. Um, Mm -hmm. Every other genre of music has this opportunity to like praise the older acts and and, and sound is one of those things that if you're not, if if you haven't mastered what it is right now, if you're not able to keep up with that sound, you have the risk of sounding dated. So some of our legends whom we love and we appreciate have fallen victim to not being able to keep up with how our wave is going, how our how our culture is going. And so I try to Shout stay tapped to into that man. so that I am. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like homemade aging, cool. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. that's not something we had seen before. Um, that's not something that we were even sure that we were allowed to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you have these, you have these ideas where um you feel like if you're not a certain age, if you're not um, a part of a, of a certain grouping or, or a category that you're no longer relevant. And Hove was like, nah, fuck that. You can age gracefully in hip hop. Hell um, yeah. Like I think about Black Thought, look at him with that beard with all the gray. Oh, I'm like, oh, he's still unfuckwittable. Those are the cats that I look to. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I want to go on my Funk Flex, uh, you know, 10 minute rant. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm working on that type shit. Yes. Hey, shout out to our our guests a couple of episodes, Pharrell Munch. Like that that uh Channel 13 debuted in the top six whenever it hit. And that's another old head killing it. God, yeah, yeah. Doc, I just I got through the whole thing. I, I feel embarrassed to even say it, but I just listened to Amnesia. Mm. 
and and anyway yo that like thomas like that's literally what i think of you like you're you're already there you're you are a feral monch you are a, a black thought a fonte like I don't think you need to worry about whether or not you're still going to be relevant ever. Because That's amazing. Thank you. Thank you for that. You Real are shit. doing it. Like, I love to hear when, when you come on the song, it's like, oh, oh, I don't, <laughs> I don't SpongeBob with you. Mm, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, I couldn't. I, I was like, with you square, what? Like, yeah. it was ridiculous. The first time I heard 93 Rockets, I was like, that is ridiculous. We did that listening party online and I was like, I'm screaming. Like, I'm so glad my <laughs> mic was on mute because no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, we want to get into, um, you know, your thoughts behind the, in your, um, you know, what you experienced during the recording sessions with Fire in Little Africa. Like, what, what was that like for you? Um, I know, I know like, I know the cool thing to, to act like as an artist is like that we get to do this shit free range all the time and this is all we do. But for a lot of us, that's just not the case. For a lot of us, there's a whole lot of life that goes into um, that, that your energy is, is taken away from. There's a whole lot of things that we have to do. There's jobs, there's, there's wives, there's children, there's meaningful relationships. Um, there's, there's, you got, you got your moms and you got your brothers or your sisters. There, there's a lot of things that go into that. And what we were able to do that weekend was just be artists. And I think that speaks to the quality of the project. I think that speaks to views genius. And you're going to hear me talk about view a lot because, um, the relationship that he and I have developed is not just, um, we make dope music together. There's times where we've had hours and hours and hours worth of dialogue over the phone over the past two and a half years where I've heard him speak to the moments that are manifesting right now. So mm -hmm. I think that 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 weekend speaks to his genius in saying, let's take away all of the distractions. Let's see what we can tap into. Let me do all of the work to make sure that these artists can just be artists. And what we were able to create as a result of that is something that the world is going to appreciate. Something that small ass Oklahoma uh, decided to stand out of the box and do. Mm -hmm. And so um, that's those sessions were very important to me. They're formulaic in how I record to this day. When you come to a who session, there are no distractions. Make sure that everything at home is straight. Make sure make sure that you tuck your kids in because we can't be thinking about that right now. Make sure that you make sure that you don't have to get called into your job. What we're trying to create is this authentic, artistic expression. And if we can do that, we make classic fucking music that can stand in any realm, in any in any place, in any arena. And so mm -hmm. that that's what that session taught me. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I like what you said about um, a lot of people are going to notice now. And I, I've been saying Tulsa, but I really need to change that to Oklahoma, Oklahoma because Oklahoma City, like seeing those artists from Tulsa and OKC just like come together. It was like, this is what I have been wanting. I knew it was possible. I yeah. knew it was possible for everyone to come together and do, you know, make this beautiful thing. Um, but I just said this to a friend the other day. I said, let me tell you something. West Coast, East Coast, Dirty South. <laughs> I keep thinking about when Outcast stood up at the Source Awards, like yes. got something to say, <laughs> and I'm right, like, right. Oh, uh, got something to say. I don't think Absolutely. I'm ready. Like, we love hip hop here, and it's not just you know. I know we we tend to come in last in a lot of things, but mm, not this time. 
not at all not at all yeah it has that feeling of like not even Tulsa got something to say we're going to be looking at everybody like now I know you heard that right right (laughs) it's undeniable it's undeniable shit like if, if if like if 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 there's stuff on this project you can't fuck with like you're not being objective Mm-hmm. at all like it, it, you're not just listening to music um this shit is sonically pleasing it may not be your cup of tea but it is objectively sonically pleasing and that's mm-hmm. that 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 kind of music is what stands the test of time that's True. when you start talking about legendary projects that regardless of what era you play them in whatever the case may be how music has changed if it is sonically pleasing that's just what it is and this fucking fire in little africa project is sonically pleasing yeah there's a couple of tracks that you're featured on uh descendants and raw can you talk about those and tell us your experience with that who's who might be featured on on the track with you yes so uh i have heard uh i've heard the legends the legends spoken of saran Mm. I had not had the pleasure um, of hearing this brother. And so um, sometimes when you meet these uh, heroic figures, you're disappointed. Sometimes when you see them after they've been explained in this massive way, you're disappointed. But in Saran's case, that was not the issue at all. When I heard him on Raw, because I got the reference, when I heard him on Raw before I was invited to the track, I knew immediately that he set a tone that uh, is what I call sensei shit. It's mastery. You could tell that he has done the shit required. He has done the work required. He has put in the hours in the studio. He has put in the hours of throwing shit away and rewriting it. He's put in the hours of making sure that Um, Not only is the flow right, but syllable placement is correct. Breath control is correct. As a technician, that's shit that I pay attention to. So I knew that a sensei had set the precedence on that record. And I knew that the only way that I could contribute is to be in my sensei shit. It couldn't be no simple melody in kind of a verse. Some of the shit that you can get away with, that you could trick some of the kids with and trick some of the audiences with. Saran did not give you an opportunity to do that. And so it was a it was a major uh, blessing to be able to um, merge with a legend in that way. Um, the, the, the hype is real. Like the shit that they say about this nigga is absolutely correct. Like he's fucking amazing. So that, that's um, wild. That, I was that, thinking this, there's see the similarities in y'all's God flow when I was listening to your project splash earlier this week. And I was just like, you know, man, these guys and literally I think I could only think of Saran in that in that focus because like uh you guys have this both of y'all have this ability to uh effortlessly between styles of music set the tone like that like that phrase you put set the tone i noticed every time you're on a track whether it's you and one other person or there'd be three people on the track you kind of set the tone for the track whether you're coming in middle or first on it but that's one thing i noticed you and saran do effortlessly like because y'all have uh tempo changes in y'all's production and the way y'all just skip over it, it's like doing a triple Lutz on gravel or something. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> wow. yeah, I get it. Yeah. I get it. So like to, yeah. when you say like he he is he down to the T of syllable placement, that man, any 
does a lot of it off the top of the dome, which is like tears my guts out. Right, 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 right. Yeah, it's 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 like it's real. He's he's everything they said he was and more. I cannot wait to have an opportunity to merge with him. Um, you know, going forward, uh, it's the same. That is the same iteration and respect that I have for Burns. I've heard the stories about yes. Burns. Um, I've heard I've heard you know th- I, I haven't heard niggas rap like him and you say that you rap better than everybody but there's this nigga in Tulsa named Burns and have you heard him rap and in my mind I'm like I don't give a fuck like I still rap better but okay <laughs> then I hear him and I go huh <laughs> another sensei so they growing senseis out that motherfucker <laughs> they, just, they got they got they got a sensei farm in Tulsa um so hey shout out to the south that's that's all louisiana and and mississippi and we just we were the cocoon tulsa was the cocoon. yeah yeah transplants Um, hearing that brother go man um inspiring you know what i'm saying like it's just it's just there's no half stepping um i i I roll i roll with a, a a group of gentlemen in texas and um what we talk about when we're in our writing sessions is you don't want to be that nigga in the room and everybody knows exactly what that means. If, if, if it's about making this record, then you better say the most impressive shit that you can possibly think of. And if you, if you're not saying this shit, you become that nigga in the room. My goal in every time that I go to try to get on a track, any collaborative effort. Yes. I'm welcoming. Yes. I love you. Yes. I want it to be awesome, but I am never, I repeat, never going to be that nigga in the room. And so that was that was the challenge that I, I felt like that same energy that I have about myself is how Burns moves, is how Saran moves, it's how fucking senseis move. They right. know that when they when they get on a record, I have to set the precedence immediately. Because if I don't set the precedence and niggas don't understand that I am who I am, they're gonna they're gonna have the opportunity to disrespect me, come behind me or before me on a record and not do what the fuck they supposed to do. So I wasn't gonna let them brothers down when it comes to a masterclass at all. Truth. Truth. I highly, I highly doubt that you did. <laughs> like, good night. I, just thinking of the three of y'all together, like, oh, I want to see that show someday. Like, I think <laughs> about. I have an old video. Um, first of all, shout out to Paid who started Culture TV recently. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were talking one night and I was like, yo, Paid, I have a ton of videos of old performances from like, you know, Sound Pony or, you know, one night we we're at the Vanguard and some of my most favorite moments have been, of course, oil house shows. And then the fact that I get to sit here and co-host a podcast with an oil house member, like that's crazy <laughs> to me. Like, you know, like the hip hop fan to me is like, oh my God, it's Doc Free. Oh my God. You know? <laughs> But um, seeing them all up on the stage together and like just throwing, you know, left and right. And in the night that uh, Verse got to perform with Razkaz and it's just like, that's the kind of thing I want to see. Like, I want to see a Thomas Who, a Saran, well, hell, all of Old House, uh, Burns, you know what I mean? Like, I would love to see that show because y'all are the rap gods to me. Yeah. You know? Cyphers, it's all about the cyphers. It's like, it's never just all house on stage. We pulling manifest. Yes, that that was the night. That was the night. I that was the video. I said, "Oh God, manifest went crazy." Written was there. It was nuts. I have to show y'all that video. So listen, let's get back into this fine little Africa stuff. Was there anyone else that you had worked with that weekend that you'd never worked with before? Um, I had never worked with First Verse. Um, 
another sensei like it, it it almost cheapens it that i'm continuing to say it but like i mean it like it, i feel like if anybody has heard any of these gentlemen that i'm referring to as a sensei rap then they would know what the fuck is going on once again i have to speak to views genius like there's no fucking rudy poos running around here they're just they're just not allowed there are no rudy poos running around here you may not do what i do how i do it but whatever you do, you do it at an elite level. So uh, first verse stuck out to me. Um, he's amazing. Um, who else did I have an opportunity to work with? Um, Hakeem Olajuwon. Um, when you talk about a breath of fresh air, like just to, to, to watch him create, um, it makes me proud as an MC and it makes me excited for hip hop's future. Like that was the kind of like, energy that I got from him. I think he's amazing. Um, St. Dom, of course, getting to, you know, see how he operates more. Another legendary figure that you guys have out there and Steph Simon, he's been able to do things, you know, for that city, um, for the awareness of, you know, Black Wall Street, what that means before it was popular, before uh, the centennial was coming, like that was the shit he was popping. Um, I got an opportunity to work with him. That was that was an amazing opportunity. Um, Bambi, who can out rap who, whoever the fuck, like yeah. she's amazing. <laughs> um, I got an opportunity to work with her. Um, Malachi, his 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 energy as a his energy as a producer is amazing, but his energy as a as a as a human being is just fucking refreshing. Yeah, like he's just he's just got great vibes. He makes amazing music, but he got great vibes. Same with medicine um uh who else did i get a chance to work with um there are some that that i may be forgetting but there were a bevy of artists that i i got to work with and that i that i've definitely respected after i left tulsa that weekend yeah for sure um i was trying to think of any other producers that you might have had like uh, that and i'm trying to think of like what spaces i remember seeing you in like i know i saw you in the kitchen and I'm trying to think of any spaces you would have been at, at the Greenwood Cultural Center. Um, I was I was just floating around. I was getting in where I could fit in. Um, rap is like everything to me. It is like it's it's my joy. It's my therapy. It's it's one of the things when like life seems bleak that I feel like no matter how bad it gets, this is something I'm great at. So everywhere that there was a microphone, everywhere that there was instrumentation, I was trying to be there for sure. Yeah, for sure. So what would you say is your highest dream or vision of what could come out of this project for Oklahoma's hip hop scene? Um, it's, it's very simple. Um, we're, we're dope as fuck, like period. And I'm tired of that being a question because the state is Oklahoma. Like that it's, it's, it's for us to be in the age that we're in and, and for the world to be for the internet to have shrank the world, but still we get overlooked and still it's like, you know, can we take these niggas serious, yada, yada, yada. Um, I'm tired of that. And my, my biggest hope is that this project eliminates that. It eliminates mm -hmm. the doubt of artistry. It eliminates the limitations that people put on creativity. It eliminates those things. It gives you an opportunity, no matter where you're from, if you're truly tapped into the culture, you truly give a fuck about your contribution to hip hop music, then no matter where you're from, no matter, no matter how big, how small, 
you can rise to the top. If it's good enough, you can rise to the top. My hope is that we rise to the top. The people stop asking those fucking questions. They stop doubting us. They stop, they stop thinking that we're small-minded thinkers because we come from this place. There's a lot of, of richness that comes from a small upbringing. There's a way that we can speak to a city living uh, situation that a lot of people that live in those bigger areas cannot speak to it. And I think that those things are incredibly valuable. So my hope with the project is that we blow everybody out of the water. All the expectations have been shattered. I see that happening. Like, I, like View explained his vision to me and I see that happening. My, my, what I will say is that 2022 is gonna look a lot different for what it means to be an artist from Oklahoma. Yeah, for sure. Thank you for saying, I'm gonna repeat something you just said. There's a richness that comes from a small upbringing. And the reason why I really wanna to touch on that is because I'm a small town girl. And, you know, people, I feel like kind of count those people out. Oh, you're just from a little old town, da, 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 da. And I'm like, man, one of my classmates is a Power Ranger. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like he's, He's no no now global like people still know who Justin Nemo is now I'm like I used to go to school with that dude you know what I mean right, like right. so it's little stuff like that like don't count out the small town person or even the small as you said small upbringing so yeah I was like thank you I like how you said that yeah all right so speaking of that higher vision uh, you know what I'm saying let's take this on into the stratosphere uh, I'd like to get some more details from you about the space program my man okay so. Um, the space program is a collective that came about um, when you decided to uh, be advantageous enough to do a dissertation based around a hip hop album. And um, so there were certain criteria that had to be hit in order to be a part of this collective. And so the space program initially was just a group of artists who fit the criteria in which, you know, you set out um, the objective was to tell a story about um, a black experience in a predominantly white institution of higher education. Um, we were able to tell those stories from um, various perspectives. There were some of us that graduated. There were some of us that uh, stopped out. There were some of us that uh, you know were pushed out. There were a lot of uh, variations of this story. So once we got the project done, um, and it turned out how it turned out, uh, View decided that we should solidify this group. And so the pruning process about what it means to be this group started to take place. And as a result of that pruning, we now have uh, what, what, what you guys will see uh, coming very soon um, as the new and improved space program. Yes. I remember him talking about, it was kind of inspired by the line that in a Tribe Called Quest. Uh, that is correct. Program. Yeah, I was like, wait, what? Tribe? Ah, my favorite group. When he even had to say none, Allie would just know. She was Listen. just sitting there with her with the Bernie hands, just with my mittens <laughs> on. <laughs> my tribe called Quest mittens on to be exact. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that is so freaking dope. Oh my gosh, when is that? Can we get any kind of? I'm okay. I'm I'm done talking about it. I think I think I talked too much about that. So. Oh. I'm, I'm, I'm sure that I'm sure that view will be calling me about like say it's nigga okay. is is anything sacred you know so <laughs> <laughs> it's okay come on dog it's okay. 
Yeah, it's just you us. don't mind. It's just right. us. <laughs> it, it's it's coming soon and it's going to be amazing. So what? Yeah. So just to go a little deeper into that, what does that collective you know mean to you? Like, how does it feel to be a part of that? Um, I'm honored, man. Like, humility is a big deal to me. Um, I think sometimes when you you read a phrase on my body that says I rap better than you, that can come across as arrogance, and it's not arrogance. It's a shortness. It's an assuredness that says, uh, just like um, Steph Curry can be in slacks and uh, a button up and get thrown a basketball and still shoot a fucking three pointer, is the same way that I can do that when it comes when, in regards to rapping. Like I do the work required. So when you ask me what it means for me to be a part of the space program, no matter how much work I put in, I never lose sight of the fact that my skill set doesn't have to be chosen. There, there, though, though I have done the work necessary, I still don't have to be in consideration for certain uh, things. And me being a part of the space program, it humbles me. It lets me know that all of the alignments that are required to be grouped with, this, with these individuals, I, I hit those check marks. And I think that's a humbling, that's a humbling feeling. These are my brothers. These are individuals that I talk about life with. These are individuals that I pray with. These are individuals who uh, we've cried with. These are these are like these are really my niggas. You know what I'm saying? And so mm -hmm. being in a group uh, like that is is humbling and it's exciting. I'm I'm looking forward to what you guys will think about what we got coming. Already, I mean, even though you said too much, I think you said just about enough until it hit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. I mean, basically, like I can't stress enough, like the the importance of a body of work that precedes something. Even though, like as as artists, you you want to see, or even as a fan, you want to see an artist like grow and evolve or whatever. But uh, um, knowing that there's like a solid foundation of stuff that you can always go back and listen to or a solid foundation of stuff that's going to increase that anticipation. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like there's going to be more than just a few people after they hear this, this episode there, you're going to get hit up for sure. Not, not just by view, but they're going to be hitting you up trying to get yeah. the scoop. Yeah. Yeah. So Thomas, when did you start rapping? Like when, when, let me start with the, you know, the old, when did you fall in love with hip hop question? But like, we, <laughs> we always like to tell our origin stories here on the store on the show. So it's like, Kind of talk to us about how did you know? Like, how old were you? Were you a kid? Like, right. So, uh, my oldest brother um, had this Cutlass Supreme, and I like, I fucking loved his car, right? So, like, he had like this 85 Cutlass Supreme. Cutty back. I had one of them. <laughs> so, I used to just sneak in there to try to look cool, you know, as a kid. And um, I saw a fucking ready to die uh, cassette tape. Yes, children, there were these things called cassette tapes and you, you put them in a thing and <laughs> Tell them. press buttons. It was a whole lot of shit. Um, so uh, when I put that in, you know, at six years old, you don't know, you don't really get the context. Um, but I heard suicidal thoughts and I'm like, damn, he's being really like honest. He's being really honest. That's all I knew to think about what Christopher Wallace was doing. And uh so that that kind of planted the seed of interest and um that seed was watered and flourished after i heard um this is a few years later but after i heard the blueprint for the first time like i remember where i was 
when I heard the blueprint for the first time. <laughs> and I just thought to myself, like, there is no, like, there's not a cooler um, representation of like a hustler or a gangster than uh, Ho. Like, there's just not a cooler, you, like, it can't be done in a cooler way. And so um, I thought that was amazing. That kind of watered that seed. Um, Eminem taught me technique. I heard him on the Dead Wrong remix. I learned, you know, the importance of syllable placement and breath control. Like he taught me that. And so all throughout that period between about eight and like 12, uh, I was going to this like subconscious school. Um, one of my homeboys in middle school calls me out. He's clowning me and shit. And I'm like, not me. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm fat, black, ugly as ever. However, I stay coochie down to the side. Like that was my energy. You know what I'm saying? So he called me out to like this rap battle and shit. And I was just kind of quick with it and did it. Freestyle. My fucking classmates lost their mind. And as soon as I saw that reaction, I was like, yeah, this is what I'm supposed to do. I am supposed to use my words to make people lose their fucking mind. And that's so what I dedicated it to. Gladiator style. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? <laughs> that type shit. Is that, that type why you are here? <laughs> Is that not why you are here? Tell them right. all this shit. That's what's up. Like, yeah, I, love, so I love the battle. And like, you, you're coming from OKC, which for me is like, for this region, it's, it's the Meckler for hip hop in uh, in the sense of school of thought. You know what I'm saying? Like some of the, the dopest battles I've seen, 405, like watching yeah. Ronnie put together just craziness. Watching Ronnie just do people right there, just bow, just just take heads off, just bow right there. Right. <laughs> and then go bust in the cypher with the B-boy skills too, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. So like, that's that's what's up. I love those stories, the, that especially when it's part of the origin story. A lot of the cats, they come up in the church you know what I'm saying? And then the skills flourish. But somebody MC that, that comes up, like you said, in the arena, just like battling. That's right. Woo. That's a whole right. lot of literally battling it. I'm like, first of all, you said six years old, and then between eight and twelve, I'm like, ooh, I want to hear 12-year-old Thomas who kill somebody in the <laughs> oh, back. He, he was trash, trash. Oh, 12-year-old <laughs> Thomas who was trash, trash. I was, I was, I was moderately better than my opponents, but I was trash, trash. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey. Pull up, I am not missing. Blah, blah, but I talk different. That's a whole lot of sauce, nigga. Try not to get lost in it. Splash hit them, see the way. Now you know the drip is all thin. That's a whole lot of sauce, nigga. Try not to get lost in it. Pull up, I am not missing. Blah, blah, but I talk different. That's a whole lot of sauce, nigga. Try not to get lost in it. Splash hit them, see the way. Now you know the drip. Is That's a whole lot of sauce, nigga. Try not to get how a nigga getting better with time. Time and time again, they doubt me. On the east is where they found me. Oklahoma is the county. Hold your horses, little mama. Why these stallions trying to mount me? All I got is broken promises. Good D and a mouthpiece. Dripping water like a way runner. Me and you don't do the same numbers. Fresh stepping through the walking dead. Baby, let them get some brain from you. I can't understand a lay. Keep that dirt up on my neck. Niggas capping on the internet. Keep that energy to say. I be getting to the paper where haters can't stand to see a nigga all in his bag. How I know that I belong on the throne when my word and my balls was all that I had. No catching feelings, I'll call you a cab. Niggas won't smoke, so I'll offer a dab. Wifey and Nina sleep next to me, nigga. I'm all in her box, open sesame.
So let's get into this Who's Day campaign, man. Like, where, I mean, where did, I don't know. How did that even start? Like, um, once again, you can't say things like you rap better than people and then like not prove it. You know what I'm saying? And like, I don't, I, I will never be boxed in. Nobody will ever be able to tell me what kind of artist I am, what, what range of life I've lived from, um, you know, going to predominantly white schools and at, at a young age, but being raised in uh, predominantly black neighborhoods and having to uh, deal with uh, my, my, my neighbors and my homies on the block telling me that I'm whitewashed and I sound funny when I talk. Uh, that turns into this like yearning to constantly have to prove yourself. And so I'm the one that's quick to fight. I'm the quick tempered nigga. Um, I wanted the older niggas to like respect me. So I start moving petty weight. Like this is all shit that's like going on in the same life. I get a fucking full ride scholarship to go to the University of Tulsa. I am a full ride scholarship athlete that is selling drugs out of Tulsa. Like none of that shit makes sense. There's a wide range of experience that um, I get an opportunity to speak to and it can't be boxed in. Mm-hmm. Um, when, I, when, I look to, when I look to the heavens and I'm like, okay, God, like what was the point? What was the point of you allowing me to go through all of that? Um, it, it, it brings me to a, a, a Freddie Gibb lyric. Um, God made me sell crack so I'd have shit to rap about. Ooh. And I feel like I feel like the experiences that I've that I've had and the reason why I've been able to survive them is because my contribution to the planet is my ability to take a horrible uh, traumatic experience and express it so eloquently that that you you understand it and you empathize with it and you sympathize with it. It does something inside of you. It reverberates. It's it's fucking tangible. Um that's not because Thomas who is so good. That's a blessing. That's a gift of mine. And I know that. So when, when it comes to these 52 songs, I want to share that. My gift is not to be hoarded. My gift is to be shared. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm not, I'm not the dude that like runs and begs for placement or begs for attention or, or, you know, please, please think that I'm great. Please say, that's not what it's about to me. What it's about to me is if I, if I'm, if I'm shooting that same jumper, eventually as people are walking by the park they're like man this old nigga ain't missed a shot in fucking 52 weeks i've I've seen him shoot a rock 52 weeks and he hasn't damn he's at 53 damn he's at 54 did you hear the project that's how that's how that organic real genuine love connection type shit with your fans that's how that grows and so this 52 and 52 is me standing at that gym shooting that fucking jump shot and as people are walking by they're starting to notice damn he shot four jumpers in this week and he didn't miss all heads no bricks no air balls yeah yeah and everybody either hates or loves that cat in the gym too they're placing side bets like is he gonna miss the next one is you gonna you gonna make the next three and and it's always that cat they doing it from like half court too with one of them like bill cartwright shots from behind the head just Right. That's why I love that you made the comparison with Steph Curry shooting in khakis earlier. Because I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's you. That is oh, you. Yeah. Like, right. Obama, Obama did it too. So you, 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 you sit there. That's a long, That's a that's a good line to be in. You see what I'm saying? Indeed, indeed, <laughs> indeed. And then walks away with that. It is your day. A walked away and gave him like that James Harden face too. <laughs> 
I does what I does. <laughs> oh man, I have to say something really quickly um, before we get into our next question. There's one thing I just wanted to actually thank you for. There was a video that you posted online and you probably know exactly what I'm talking about, but this was, I'm sure it was right around the time of uh, George Floyd's death. And it was so moving, every single thing that you said. And I think, man, if you love Thomas Who as a rapper and an MC, like listen to him as a human being, um, the way you so eloquently put, you know, your thoughts that day. And I'm sorry, I'm not going to get emotional. I'm gonna try really hard not to, but it was like, I need other people to hear what you have to say. Other people who have skin like mine, um, because it was everything that needed to be said in that moment. And I just wanted to say, thank you so much uh, for sharing that um, because it you just hit me in my heart. And I was like, I need, anyway, I'm repeating myself, but I just wanna say thank you. I'm thank I mean, I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that the message was received that way um, because it was, it was, a tough one. It was. It's, 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 it, it's, it's intentionally tough. You know what I'm saying? Like it's fucking tough for me to explain to my children that there are differences out here and, and it's not some shit that you can control. It's not, it's not th this, this, this air of superiority and fucking supremacy that you feel when you go into places, when you go into certain environments, like you can't get rid of it. Like that, that shit is, it's, it's palpable. So my goal in doing that was saying, hey, this, this superiority complex that's been built, uh, let's go ahead and, and shut that off. And let's talk about your, your fucking sons and your wives, because y'all know what it's like to be fathers. Mm -hmm. And you know what it's like to be husbands. Like, you know what it's, you know what it's like to, to, uh to experience loss that's unexplainable yeah. so i can't get you to understand like white supremacy attempting to explain white supremacy to white people is like trying to explain water to fish like i you, i can't i can't i can't get you to understand some shit that you've been surrounded with forever like i, I can't get i can't get you to get that but what i can speak to though is the fact that you're a dad and if your son was laid out in the street or if your son witnessed you be publicly lynched on the news over and over, if he was forced to have to deal with the narrative of the trauma of losing his father over and over and over and over again, let's talk about that shit. Yeah. And so that that was that was the, the, the goal. That was what I felt led to, to do. And, and once again, it's not because Thomas, who is this? It's not that. Sometimes I just shut off and get the fuck out of God's way. Mm -hmm. And that, that was an example of that for sure. Yeah. It was a lot of, as we call them, <laughs> pregnant pauses. It was a lot yes. of pauses in there. And I was like, yes to these pauses. Like the voiceover nerd in me is like, yes to this pregnant pause right now. Okay, <laughs> okay, what else you got to say? Like, yeah, yeah. I was excited because it was like, thank you so much for saying this. Like, yeah, yeah it's all the things that I want to be able to say sometimes and I don't always have the right words. So I just go, what is it that you need to say? Okay, here, let me read it for you off of a script. <laughs> you know, I, I don't have the words all the time. So, um, you know, kind of leading into 
the um, what we were all there for Fire in Little Africa that weekend and what it was all about. We want to, we, you know, we asked this of every single one of our guests, but how old were you when you first learned about the Tulsa race massacre? I will never forget. So I was, uh, I was 19. I was sitting in a uh, African-American history class and my teacher was a white lady. And so I've always been well-read. Uh, so I'm sitting here debating her. And my debates at that time, though they were impressive to my peers, um, this is the thing about wisdom that I feel like people like don't get. Wisdom doesn't mean that you're the smartest person in the room. Wisdom means that you know how to efficiently apply the knowledge that you have in any situation. And so this white woman is sitting here telling me about black history. I almost can't believe it. Like I can't believe the, the audacity and then she goes, I bet you don't even know that a beacon of wealth for people that look like you in a time where there were no such things existed fucking five minutes up the block. I'm like, what are you talking about? I've lived in Oklahoma my whole life. And I'm like, what are you, what are you talking about? And then she explains to me uh, what, what Black Wall Street was, what the Tulsa race riots were really about. And that's the first time that I heard about it. And then I heard it exploited in various ways. Maybe it's not exploitation. I, I guess I shouldn't take that leap, but you, you hear Black Wall Street as the games click. And I'm like, okay, that's cute. You know what I'm saying? I wonder, I wonder what he knows about that. Um, and then when I got to come to Fire in Little Africa, um, I learned so much more about the topic. And it seems as though like the deeper that you go, um, the more layered the value of what our ancestors left us become. Mm -hmm. Because through that experience, um, they left us things. And I believe that messages are transmitted through the DNA. And I believe that the descendants that were in, uh, of those who were slain in Tulsa, that spirit reverberates around that place. And we had to come there and be within that. Even being in, in, in Skyline Mansion, I want to respect everybody, Felix Jones and Steph Simon, don't call it Brady Mansion, and I get that, and I respect that. And I won't after I make this point. But the fact that we were in a fucking white supremacist mansion where he had slaves chained up in his fucking bedroom, and we're making this black-as-fuck music, like 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 the 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 spiritual warfare that was happening in that place was insane. Yeah. So like um, my first experience hearing about it was when I was 19 in that class. And I have, I have spent all, all of the years leading up until now um, further learning and understanding new things about that. I have to say y'all, I felt, um, I felt something the last time I was there when, when they had the, the market the Skyline Mansion Market last yeah, week, yeah. The weekend before last MLK Day. And I just, you know, I keep reflecting back on something my sister-in-law said whenever Steph did his live show there. She's like, did it feel like a big F you to Tate Brady? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, it did. And it, yeah, was, yeah. it was wonderful. And I was standing on the lawn watching Doc from the balcony, spinning records, seeing all these people with their you know, their vendor booths and there's bezel over there with this gumbo, you know, and it was just like, I can't even begin to, cause you know, here I am 
with, uh, you know, looking the way I look and imagining my great, 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 great possible uncle, you know, standing on his porch and being so pissed off right now. Right, right, right. And right. being able to say, yeah, this is what, you know, like, like I want to be able to say something back to like, this is what you get. You know what right, I mean? Like that right, wasn't right. What you did, right. that wasn't right. right. Those were human beings. Like, what are you doing? For so sure. it, it was, uh, I left there and I very much felt a, I felt something that day. That's all I'm going to say. I left there that day and I had this feeling on me and I all of a sudden was like, okay, I'm just seeing more now. Like I see these foundations that are left bare and, you know, in our city. And um, I'm anyway, I'm going to stop talking because it was a very strong presence. And it's, it's a beacon of hope. It gives, it gives you hope. I was actually sitting, standing up there, like looking over everything. And I, I, I started thinking about how, how hatred is just like a blip in time you know like based off of like a course of human history and how many blips of time lead up to that and then how energy can change a place how actions can change a thing how how it feels like kind of temporary all that bad energy that was there even though it lingers kind of thing but now you're there and you have hope you like you've seen things actually change you've been there on ground zero of change happening and progressing forward it's it's super dope i don't I've, i haven't been ever i don't think i've ever had a feeling like that like it's very very introspective weird yeah. thomas who was your instructor do you remember her name your african-american i studies? can't i can't call her name for the life of me i will never forget that experience but i cannot call her name it's been a hey ali there's been a lot of life lived in between yeah okay um, let me tell you why I'm asking you though, because that's how I learned. I went to school at Tulsa Community College and my instructor was also a white woman. Oh, okay. And she had blonde hair, but I too cannot remember her name right now. So I, was <laughs> hoping, I was like, wait, maybe wonder, but you, were you in t- school at TU at that time? Yeah, I was at TU at that time. Yeah, I don't know if she would have taught there or not, but because um, I'm trying to think like we may have been in school around the same time. I didn't get my associates until like early 2000. So I was like, well, maybe you were in school around then. I don't know. But- yeah, I was, uh, I, I graduated. I'm going to tell how old I am. Fuck it. I graduated uh, high school in 2004 and then graduated from the University of Tulsa in 2008. Okay, maybe we were because, but let me just tell you, I'm older than all of y'all. I graduated high school in 93, so, mm. but, oh, okay. <laughs> but no, I, I, I don't know. It just got me thinking like, man, I wonder if we had the same instructor because it was very much that feeling too. Mm-hmm. Like the way yeah. you, she said that to you, I'm like, yeah, like, I bet you didn't know that. Da, da, da. And I was like, she did kind of have that thing about her. <laughs> now I, gotta, I gotta look her up. So yeah, right. you teachers be holding that in the pocket and we're like, ah, there's one every semester. Every semester, yeah. who's gonna, who's I'm it gonna, gonna be? I'm gonna get them. And she got me. <laughs> who's sure. gonna challenge me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my friend. Well, we're gonna wrap things up here because we know you got some recording to do. I do. I so, do. Before we go, we gotta ask you the 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 final question, which the is final. What does everything is us mean to you? I am only vaguely familiar with that term. So I can I, I don't I can't tell you for certain what it means, but like what I hope it means um is that this is a egoless attempt at creativity. Everything is us tells me that it doesn't it, it, it could be one of us or it could be all of us, but we all win. And if there is a ego death in the creative process, 
There is no telling what we're capable of. And that is what I pray everything is us is about. Well, you you put it pretty powerfully in the in the same respects on orientation day. Like my man, we were sitting there out of turn. My man Thomas Sue did that turn around, like, hold up. <laughs> this is what <laughs> this is this 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 is what we should be get get going. You know what I'm saying? The cause the Grammy got mentioned, and my man was like, if anything, you know what I'm saying, community effort moving in the right direction, building without like you said it then too, it, it, ego death at the door, like a movement towards greatness once you get let's just make hump. let's just make dope shit together. Why not? Let's Why just not? make dope shit together. Exactly. Like leave it at the door. Fam. Super dope. <sighs> Thank you for that. Well and, and we we find that everything is has, has become like a universal like it means what it means to you. You know what right. I mean? Like, it, yeah, well, well, we all kind of have an idea of what it could mean. Like, no, nah, you, it means what it means to you. So yeah, thank yeah. you for that, man. Okay, y'all. So on behalf of the Fire in Little Africa podcast, yo, doc, I'm just elated right now. I've, I've been looking forward to this one to a minute. I'm Ali Shaw. And I'm reluctantly doc free after I remembered I had to go after him on a verse in the kitchen at the mansion. Yeesh. <laughs> <laughs> we want to remind everyone to be the spark protect your flame and pass the torch all right y'all let's get into this track by my new favorite mc that's what i've been calling him for a few months now um almost a year now (laughs) but this is thomas who featuring heavyweight champion produced by sun deep my new favorite track from my new favorite mc this is dirty ratchet Look, she don't want love, she just want dick. Pop a few tags and nigga you with. Get it and grab it, she gotta have it. Shorty and natty, nigga you lit. This is the path of moving in traffic till it's gymnastics. Nigga we flip and never crash it. Winning a habit, mop gon' blow, we firing sticks. This is the mind of a madman, this is the tongue of a god. Stand on my word, ain't no running involved. Light at the end of the tunnel, I saw. Bang, 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 bang. Lingo for the pops coming. New strap, name him Dow Jones. Get a fully loaded, that stock going up. Ten toes when the cops running. Four flats when I roll up. Run phase and catch plays. Touchdown when them poles up. I just flipped a whole new bag out of old money. And whipped the product in the pot like it stole from me. Time, nigga. VIP status. She ain't going front. Shorty know who her dad is. Pure sugar cane, that's what that is. Swear she got the booty, that's the fattest. Check how we maneuver, we be at this. I ain't got no time for dirty ratchets cleaning out my toolbox had to bury hatchet most these niggas chicken shorty hatchet what you trying to bet i'm trying to match it this shit is lit match it this shit is magic i've been on the way but we ain't crashed yet keep it moving like a fast check champion on a fact check i'm working for a fat check throw it to him that's a layup old city where i stay up no we looking for a pay cut me and who's claw stay cut wet so she just might drip told her don't bite my dick i love her she took my tip i'll never be on dyke shit Niggas stuck in their egos. My big feet stay ten toes. When the wind blows, it's my endo. Shut up, info. No Eddie Murphy, but these niggas funny. Shout out to the hoes that still owe me money. You know you bummy. I'ma pray for you, mommy. 
and you and your friends follow behind me for that VIP status. She ain't going front, shorty know who her dad is. Pure sugar cane, that's what that is. Swear she got the booty, that's the fattest. Check how we maneuver, we be at this. I ain't got no time for dirty ratchets. Cleaning out my toolbox, had to bury hatchet. Most these niggas chicken, shorty hatchet. What you trying to bet? I'm trying to match it. This shit is lit, match it. This shit is magic. Uh.